Welcome to Stock Talk, the new Stockhouse podcast series that brings you behind the scenes insights into trending topics from capital markets, influencers, and entrepreneurs, broadcasting from the heart of the financial district in beautiful downtown Vancouver. Welcome to the Stock Talk Investor Podcast, where we help listeners and investors understand more about investment opportunities in the public marketplace. I'm Dave Jackson. The global concern over the ongoing coronavirus pandemic isn't going away, and even the White House's health advisor is concerned about what protection a potential vaccine may deliver. But could there be an answer in a drug that already exists? With a focus on the R&D of therapeutics for infectious diseases and rare disorders, specialty life sciences company Revive Therapeutics Limited is advancing development on what could potentially be a major windfall as the world continues to grapple with the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. The company is taking advantage of several FDA incentives to explore the use of bucilamine for the potential treatment of infectious diseases, with an initial focus on severe influenza strains, including COVID-19. Revive Therapeutics also just made news when it filed its clinical trial application with Health Canada. Revive trades on the CSE under the symbol RVV. Today we're joined by Revive Therapeutics CEO Michael Frank and Derek Welsh, founder and COO of Sillison Pharmacorp, to talk more about what bucilamine could offer and learn more about their companies. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Michael and Derek. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Great. Now let's talk bucilamine. Uh, What exactly is it, and what does Revive Therapeutics hope to get out of it? Okay, thanks uh, for once again having us. And just um, a bit of background. Uh, Revive is a company focused on uh, repurposing some drugs on on the psilocybin sector, but as far as our work with bacillamine and filming goes back to uh, about 2016 time frame when uh, 2015 time frame when we revived basically uh, we purposed a drug called bacillamine for acute gout flares. Bacillamine uh, had a, a long history and even today in uh, Japan and South Korea where it basically looks at treating um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. and uh, bacillamine is a anti-rheumatic, anti-inflammatory cysteine derivative of protein that has basically what we call two, two teal groups and has basically the ability to be um, very effective in treating uh, inflammation based on all the data that uh, the company has uh, developed over the years working uh, within the sector. And that basically we're looking at the silamine as an effective uh, anti uh, basically, inflammation and anti um, an area that could basically uh, help treat the inflammation and any type of um, aversion around that. Basically, where there's a lot of uh, inflammation coming from acute gout flares in the past, but right now we're looking at lung inflammation. That's what the focus is, right? Predominantly on how the solming could help treat lung inflammation, basically, and that process basically is when a body has uh, succumbed to sort of a chronic influenza or chronic um, strain of influenza, namely a virus such as potentially corona, there's a basically um, an area where the the whole body succumbs to this reactive oxygen species um, mechanism and basically a lot of inflammation is formed around 
different organs and filming through its safety, efficacy, data, and history. Um, we have the hypothesis uh, of people believe that filming can help treat that inflama- inflammation uh, around, um, around some of the symptoms of the coronavirus. Now, the FDA has recommended that the company proceed directly into confirmatory clinical trial. What does this mean, Michael? What this means, basically, as um, I briefly mentioned, the history of the company has been working with uh, repurposing drugs. Facilamine was a drug we repurposed back in 2015 for uh, 2016 timeframe, 2015-2016. And um, that basically is where we repurposed facilamine, and we ran a phase two uh, trial in the U.S. to use for bacillin to treat uh, acute gout flares. Basically, uh, a lot of that data efficacy and safety was basically uh, covered a lot through that phase two trial, and that gave us um, a strong background working with the drug. So when you go to the FDA with a new protocol, in this case, what we've done with uh, bacillin, and um, we're looking at treating specifically. Um, COVID or corona, you've got to be very specific on the disease. So even though our premise is around lung inflammation, right now, um, when we made our application uh, to the FDA around uh, using bacillin to treat um, COVID, was to look at a phase two trial. But because of our uh, history, a lot of the data we have, and the fact that we already have got an IND, which is basically an investigational new drug uh, format from the FDA, they decided that uh, we had enough um, for platform to look at a bigger study and to go to a phase three um, type of a clinical setting. So right now we're preparing our final IMD package with our CRO to go to the uh, phase three study. And that should be sometime this month when we're submitting that, uh, that package to the FDA. We can segue right into Revive's plan to uh, submit that investigational new drug package to the FDA. It's in June. Is there a timeline leading up to the phase three study that you can reveal for our investors? Right. Well, as I said, right now, the um, it takes a lot of, obviously, work through, uh, in terms of formulating a lot of the, um, the data, the history of the drug, um, and, you know, the trial you're going to do, the dosages. So we're right now assembling all that information in, in the package for the FDA to do this, um, to look at the you know, final acceptance for a phase three confirmatory trial. So um, we expect, as I said, to file that package this month, and that would basically also include not only safety, safety and efficacy background, but also the type of study we're doing, you know, the dosages, right. recommended dosages, and the, the mix of dosages um, versus potentially a placebo, which will be part of the, the, the uh, trial. So um, it's a lot of work, obviously, to prepare this package, and uh, that's done through uh, in our group and obviously um, CROs and uh, people that are positions that are associated with the CRO. Oh, that's very exciting. Now, Revive's leadership recently had its pre-CTA meeting with Health Canada, what can you tell our investors, and what can they expect for the Canadian market? Right. Um, we, as I mentioned, uh, we just did a lot of work in terms of preparing our package for the U.S. Uh, we met with Health Canada just to review what we're doing, and um, right now our plan most probably is to, to work in the U.S., uh, submit our package, uh, obviously hopefully get our 
final phase three acceptance and then you know look at potentially coming back to Canada and uh, you know maybe doing one arm of the study here that's a possible option um, so you know we're looking at a variety of different options but obviously uh, once we get our framework um, down pat in the US with phase three approval uh, the ability then to come back to Canada and run a, a, an arm of the study here or something that's of interest to us so um, you know right now um, you know, we're looking at a few options as, as far as uh, what we do with Health Canada, but that would be uh, definitely one of the key key areas we'd like to explore. Now, Derek, switching over to you and to the other major area of your business, psilocybin research and development. Can you speak to your work with the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the novel formulations around drug delivery technology? So we're working really hard and we're really excited about the University of Wisconsin and our opportunity to do research with them. These guys are a great group of people and we've got a lot of good history with these, uh, with these researchers and we're really proud to present that we're going to have a lot of great information coming out in, with our study that we've got. In the first couple of uh, months, we hope to have a, um, a basic prototype of what our breath strip is going to look like. And this breath strip is encompassing a lot of the IP we had with psilocin, but also the IP that our Revive Therapeutics already had in-house. And they have a great delivery technology, which is a cytosantanin composite delivery technology, which we're now doing the research in to prove out our hypothesis of what is a rapid onset formulation and do we have a rapid onset formulation. Also looking at it, we're doing the research around the, the big buzzword in this space at the moment is microdosing, and it's a very popular topic. So one of our goals of our research is to prove out our technology from one milligram psilocybin all the way up to 20 milligrams of psilocybin. So we're going to be able to determine, you know, what is the dosage, what's required, what is a microdose, what is a, a product in this space going to look like in the future. And it's about doing the research, doing the development, and making sure that you've got a product that you could prepare for a future drug submission. Right. Just further to add to that as well, I mean, we've got... Um a long history with the University of Wisconsin. Uh, we worked with uh, them with the CBD when we were um, working with these tannin initiatives and platforms, which are basically shrimp and plant-based derivatives. Uh, and when mixed with CBD, gave some strong um, recommended properties in terms of treating uh, wound dressings and areas around skin disorders. So we believe there's going to be some very strong um, areas of uh, this delivery technology will help psilocybin in terms of some of the things there are just addressed like rapid onset and, and, and some unique ways in terms of delivering um, delivering the drug. Fascinating. Can you give us a quick rundown of just exactly how psilocybin works in the brain? So when psilocybin is ingested, whether it be in the form of magic mushrooms or whether it be in the form of truffles or even whether it be in a synthetic form, um, it's ingested into the body and then the body will then convert that into what's called psilocybin. And psilocin is the compound that's responsible for acting on the brain and producing the psychedelic effect. A lot of what we talk about with microdosing is not producing the psychedelic effect, but improving and introducing the intrinsic effects of it. So not producing the full psychedelic uh, effect, but producing something just before that level of psychedelic. Now, when delivered in this fashion, what can psilocybin offer patients that cannot be found elsewhere? 
psilocybin, this is what the research will, will show up. This is what the research will, will give us in the future, is that what is psilocybin effective with? And the only way you get to this level is by doing the research. Right. We have an upcoming study around drug abuse and drug addiction that we're really, we're really proud to be able to show off uh, what we're doing with this study. It's going to be a, one of the pivotal studies that goes on in how do we look at addiction um, and treatment of addiction and the potential for treatment of addiction with psilocybin. Now, the company has a global license agreement with the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation for drug delivery technology relating to cannabinoids and hallucinogenic compounds. Can you tell us just a bit more how this works, Derek? So when we look at our drug delivery technology that we have through the University of Wisconsin and when we look at what we can do with that IP, right now we have a very, very uh, unique opportunity with this IP is that it presents as many different forms as many drugs do, for example. And lots of drugs can be taken orally. Lots of drugs can be taken via a pill or via a mouth spray. We're looking at providing contemporary methods of consumption for a market that already knows what it's doing. The market knows how to use a breath strip. They know how to use a tablet. They know how to use a capsule. We're going to stick with what the market knows and how they know how to take their, their drug products when, requi- when required. Now, this technology aims to deliver psilocybin, as you mentioned, in topical gels, creams, or ointments, oral or transdermal patches, oral doses and foams. How will this be marketed to consumers, Derek? Um, The potential for marketing it to a consumer, we're not really focusing on the topicals component of this uh, formulation. This formulation has many iterations to it, one of them which is topical, but also in addition to that, it has oral dose formulations that come a part of it too. So we have an oral dosing foam that could be applied to the mouth. We have a thin film or a breath strip that can be applied orally, and we also have tablets that can be applied orally. However, the tablets are more targeted to a time-release type of dosage as Something that goes into the sublingual pathway for absorption gets there a lot faster. And it's only with our research that we're going to be able to prove that out. Well, finally, uh, looking six months to a year down the road for Revive Therapeutics business model, is there anything coming up for investors to keep an eye out for? Yes. Um, I think, obviously, uh, two you know, major initiatives. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we talked about what we're doing with the solely infectious diseases, what we're doing in the um, psychedelic marketplace. We have you know rich IP platform and also addresses cannabis as well. But right now, psilocybin and uh, the infectious disease are at the forefront. Over the next six months, uh, obviously, uh, big milestones hopefully will be happening in, uh, over the next uh, 30 days, specifically as it relates to um, the FDA and our IND submission around running a phase three confirmatory trial for bisulamine. And we expect uh, favorable results with that and uh, should hear more about it sometime uh, later this month. And then secondly, obviously, to you know, move the company more aggressively down the path clinically with the University of Wisconsin, uh, with the uh, delivery mechanism uh, we talked about, and psilocybin, and obviously doing clinical work and eventually building product uh, with the University of Wisconsin as our partner. Uh, we also announced recently that uh, we're going to be working with the, uh, not only that lab group in Wisconsin, which focuses on uh, TAN initiatives and delivery, but also with the School of Pharmacy. We're going to be uh, working with the team there and um, sponsoring a phase one study around uh, psilocybin and an addiction use disorder. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of strong uh, clinical work coming up the path, some big partners, and uh, 
expect the next six months to address a lot more on the clinical side with psilocybin and definitely, um, you know, what we're doing with the psilomene is front and center. And, um, you know, we believe that the psilomene will be a, uh, a, a strong uh, a candidate for a treatment, obviously, to treat uh, lung inflammation and, um, you know, some of the things that we're working on right now in that, in that area. So uh, those are the two key uh, indications. And, um, you know, appreciate obviously investor support. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're uh, moving forward on those initiatives. Outstanding. Now, gentlemen, if there's anything that I've overlooked uh, that you'd like to elaborate on, uh, the floor is yours. I think we're pretty good, but uh, I do uh, appreciate your time. And obviously, we want to encourage uh, people just to uh, to read up on the sector, educate themselves, come to our website for more information. And, uh, you know, we're uh, definitely always interested in talking more with investors and, uh, you know, keeping them in the loop. Thanks again for joining us today, Michael and Derek. We uh, very much appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. We've been speaking with Revive Therapeutics CEO Michael Frank and Derek Welsh. He is the CEO of Silicon. I'd like to thank Michael and Derek for sharing this helpful and insightful information about Revive Therapeutics with our Stockhouse podcast listeners and investors. And don't forget, all of our podcasts are also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Thanks for listening. And as our good doctor Bonnie Henry would say, be kind, be calm, and be safe. I'm Dave Jackson reporting. Just a reminder to follow us on social media at Stockhouse for the latest updates on all your favorite public companies in North America. For more in-depth coverage, industry news, and to connect with our active investor community, you can visit our website at stockhouse.com. Also, don't forget to visit our new and improved Stockhouse deal room on site for unique and exclusive private placement opportunities only available on stockhouse.com.